We've raised about a million dollars in the life of the business. Every a lot of different sources, like most entrepreneurs, everything from you know we did a startup accelerator. We've gotten grants. I've won pitch competitions. We did two rounds of equity crowdfunding, which is actually probably the most. A lot of people ask me about that. We raised online via WeFunder, so we have 300 uh, investors across 36 different countries through those two campaigns that we did. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like... Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We've got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hey guys, my guest today is Ferris Spetty. He started My Swim Pro when he was 23, and since it has grown to over a million downloads, named App of the Year by Apple, and has grown to seven figures in revenue. They're on a 100% remote company distributed across 10 different time zones. Ferris, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. Tell you what, man, I, uh, I was living in LA the past couple of months and I was living in a place with a pool and I've never been a big swimmer because I would paddle. I'd go too quickly. I'd kick too much and I'd paddle too fast. I'd be out of air in like two seconds. And then someone said, Nathan, all you have to do, paddle less, kick less, keep as much of your body underwater. And I'm like, wow, I can swim a couple laps now and not be exhausted. Would, would your app help me realize this or how does it work? Uh, we could do that for sure. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that I was just at the pool before this call and I was helping uh, like a new swimmer. And so we help swimmers from beginner all the way through more advanced who maybe swam through high school or college and now they're doing it for fitness. The app is basically like a personal coach. So, you know, if you want to go to a gym and you want to get like a yoga class or a spin class, that's pretty easy. We created my swim pro because you can't do the same thing if you want to swim workout. You know, it's very difficult to get that kind of coaching. So to download the app and, you know, to have that personalized training program, tell you what to do step by step, workout by workout, set by set. That's really what we deliver through our iPhone and Android app. Okay. And this is going to sound like a silly question to the audience, but I bet the answer might surprise you. Do you require a pool? Uh, yes and no. So, you know, what's really interesting, especially with the pandemic, you know, here in 2020, a lot of pools actually shut down. So there was at one point here in 2020 where 90% of the world's pools were shut down completely. So you actually couldn't swim. So we actually pivoted the business. And in the app, we actually have at-home training programs to do without a pool. So you can train holistic experience. So if you do have a pool, great. You can obviously go swimming. If you have open water, you can go in the lake or ocean, whatever you have. And if you're at home and you don't have access to a pool or you want to complement the swim training, you can do that in your house as well. Ferris, let's talk money. It sounds like you've had some success here. When did you launch the company? What was year one? 
Yeah, year one was 2015, but we didn't monetize until 2016. So tell me about what happened in 2015. Uh, sort of, how did you get the initial capital to get going, and how many users did you hit in the first year? Yeah, it was all sweat equity in the beginning. So you know, myself and my two co-founders, we were basically funding it ourselves. We launched the app in 2015 on iOS and Android, and we didn't launch the subscription until the following year. So we didn't take any investment actually in that first year. Uh, first year, and I think we had like 6,000 downloads. And it wasn't until 2016, we did an accelerator program, we get a little bit of initial investment. Um, and I think in our second year, when we started monetizing, we hit like 100,000 downloads total at that point. And, uh, you know, revenue wise, you know, we're talking, we're talking like thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just to be clear, 2015 was 6,000 downloads. How much revenue did you do that year? Do you remember? We did zero. So we didn't even have the subscription. That was like, we just launched free app, get things going. And then the next year we launched this. Okay. So tell me about that. The first year you had at least a paid option in 2016, you said you hit a hundred thousand downloads and what was revenue? Yeah. Uh, first year was like 14, about 20,000. And how did you make the revenue? What's the, what's the pricing model here? Yeah. So we initially launched with a monthly subscription. It was 10 bucks a month. And you know, the app looking back now, very elementary compared to what it is today. Uh, and we've made a lot of progress. Uh, there's still a lot more work to go, but it was, yeah, 10 bucks a month. And then the following year in 2017, we added a yearly subscription option as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Why did you make a decision to add a yearly option? Yeah, so actually a couple of reasons. But number one, the members of our community actually wanted that. You know, if the people didn't want to get billed every single month for something that they knew that they wanted for a long term, which is amazing. Uh, the other thing, too, just looking at the unit economics when, you know, if you have something monthly, you have to get someone to repay 12 times to equal a year, right? And so if you can position it where you actually get a discount for going yearly, then they save money and it's perceived higher value because it is. And you don't have to convince someone 12 times. So you have a whole year to keep their loyalty. And what was that annual price you launched with? It was a hundred bucks. So when we launched, it was 10 bucks a month. We actually have changed the pricing six or seven times in the last four years, just tweaking things. So we changed the monthly pricing to $15 a month. So you could compare 15 a month or a hundred a year. So it's like almost like a 50% 50, 50 discount at that point. And what is pricing today? Today, it's 180 for a full package for the year or $30 a month. Interesting. Okay. And, and so let's, let's just take a step back here for a second. 2015, get going. 2016, you get paid. 2017, pricing experiments. What did you in terms of total downloads in 2018? Do you remember? Uh, 2018, at that point, we were probably around half a million. Okay. And I mean, this is not easy, right? A lot of apps launch in the app store. It's, this is not by accident. It's not just word of mouth. You guys were very strategic about this. Break it down for me. How'd you get five, you know, half a million downloads in your first two and a half, three years? Yeah, th there's a few factors there. Um, the first one is just the category that you're in. So for us, you know, it's a fitness app, but it's a fitness app specific to swimming. And that subcategory actually isn't that crowded. So if you think about like yoga or meditation or weightlifting, I mean, there's tens of thousands of apps in those categories. And there's a few category winners by far. In swimming, I mean, we were the first mover advantage. So that helps. That helps you get going. So I think that's can attribute some of it. We were app of the year by Apple. So we had a little bit more exposure just organically in the app store. In 2018? We were app of the year in 2016. So 2017 is where we started to see those results because they announced it at the end of the year in December. So 2017, 2018, we started to see some of that snowballing effect. Um, now that's actually not really as significant. But at the time when you're app of the year and you get that prominent placement in the app store, that's pretty big. On the content marketing side, 
really ramping things up. And now we just have a machine that's pushing things out. So that really helps the word of mouth. And so I think snowball effect is probably the most fitting way to do it because I always tell people, you know, year one, it was six, we were getting like 20 to 30 downloads a day. And then fast forward and all of a sudden that's two to 300 downloads per day. And then it's like a thousand downloads per day, but it wasn't, you snap your fingers and you instantly go, you know, if, if you were to spend a lot of money on marketing, you could theoretically, you know, buy, you know, that exposure, but we didn't really go that route. It was more organic content, word of mouth. placement. Break like that, that down real quick. So 2016 was average 30 downloads a day. Yep. And then when do you get up to like a thousand or a hundred downloads a day? So in 20, yeah, we go year by year. So 2015, 20 to 30 downloads a day. And uh, 2016 to 2017, we, we about 10x that over that, you know, 12 to 18 month window. So now we're, you know, 2017, now we're looking at two, 300 downloads per day. 2018, 2019, we've gotten up to about, you know, 800 to 1200 downloads per day. And the unfortunate thing about the pandemic of 2020, you know, with pool access being shut down for 30 to 50%, We've actually been uh, cut back pretty significantly. You know, now today in 2020, if we're looking at three to 500 downloads per day, just because the pools aren't open and people aren't trying to go swimming right now. But I'm very confident that yeah. 2021, when the Olympics comes back around, you know, hopefully it's, uh, next year, we'll start to see that traffic go back to normal. And so today, how many paying customers do you have either on a monthly plan or an active annual plan? Yeah, we have about between seven eight thousand paying uh, across both of those. Okay, and how much? How many was that last year? Uh, we're we're about flat from last year because of the the pandemic. Uh, but that's where we yeah. were last. Was year. revenue also flat, or have you driven upsell revenue this year across the same base? Uh, it's pretty consistent, um, despite actually getting less uh, traffic incoming. So you know, when it comes to a cash basis, when we get the yearly subscribers to pay all up front, that's really good for the business. So we have less of that now because we have less new people coming in, but we've added additional revenue streams, including paid sponsorships, which is sort of like an advertising component. So that's kind of balanced it out. So we're about the same. Uh, we would have been less probably actually because of everything that's going on. And so if we break this down and go look at 2019, what was total revenue in 2019? We were 1.1 million. One, one. And what do you think you'll finish this year at the same? About the same, probably one. Yeah, we'll see about that. And what percent of that one do you think will come from the new stream of advertising you've added? Uh, up to 10% of it, actually. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think, you know, last year it was zero. <laughs> so last year, 0%. Yeah. This year, maybe up to 10, between 8 and 10%. Uh, next year, I could see 20 to 30% of our revenue being spot, that new revenue. Stream. And what does that ad pitch sound like to someone that sells, I'm going to make this up, um, to uh, Speedo, who sells swimsuits, and, and they want to market in your, what is it? You give them a placement in your app, your newsletter, what? All of that. Yeah. So the pitch is, we've developed the largest digital community of swimmers in the world. And this is a really attractive audience that we have a good connection with. If you want to get in front of this audience, either by sponsoring an app challenge, uh, placements in our social media, our email newsletter, uh, a 90 second spot in our YouTube channel, that'll cost you X amount. And we're going to be able to deliver half a million uh, impressions or you know whatever placement that you're looking for. It's pretty customized. We don't have like a one size fits all. 
A lot of you guys will ping me out of the blue at asking for help selling your software companies, but I'm not a broker and I'm really focused on founder path right now, not helping folks sell their companies. So I'm always looking for great tools to recommend for you guys to quickly figure out what you could potentially sell your company for and how much cash you could get. That's where Flippa comes in. Now, here's my thing about brokerages, especially for selling your company. You guys should not have to pay a 10% brokerage fee when you put your blood, sweat, and tears into building your company for years that have a sale. All smart founders know though that the best way to maximize price is to have multiple options. So how do you get multiple options, multiple bids on your company without paying a broker 10% or more? Well, I recommend Flippa because they have the largest list of buyers for these sorts of digital assets, which almost always guarantees a bidding war. I tell my founder friends all the time to try Flippa's valuation calculator to see what their company is worth. And I encourage you guys to do it today. Go to nathanlacka.com forward slash Flippa right now to test out the valuation calculator for free. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash F-L-I-P-P-A. Like how many total people do you have on your email list, users that have signed up that you can reach with ads? Yeah, so we have an email list of about half a million, uh, social media audience of also about half a million. Um, and then we have the in-app placements. Our YouTube channel alone is about 50 something thousand subscribers going growing three to 5,000 subscribers per month. So it's a very engaged, you know, people are watching these videos for like 10 minutes. It's a very engaged audience there. And we're sprinkling in the sponsorship placements throughout all of those channels. Talk to me, Ferris, about capitalization as you grew. Have you raised capital to date? And if so, how much? We've raised about a million dollars in the life of the business. Everything, a lot of different sources, like most entrepreneurs, everything from, you know, we did a startup accelerator, We've gotten grants. I've won pitch competitions. We did two rounds of equity crowdfunding, which is actually probably the most, a lot of people ask me about that. We raised online via WeFunder. So we have 300 uh, investors across 36 different countries through those two campaigns that we did, which total about $600,000 in investment. And then we have a little bit of like VC in that and outside of that as well. What year did you do the WeFunder campaign? We did the first one in 2017, and then we did one in 2019. And how much did you do in 2017? The first campaign was 130,000, and then about 460 some thousand in 2019. What's the secret to making that work? <laughs> uh, this, is, this is the most common question I get. I get at least one question per week about how to raise online equity crowdfunding. And I've made a few videos about this because people are so interested. So the key is to figure out where is your loyal audience? Like who knows who you are already? Because that's what you have control over. So if you have an email list or people know who you, the entrepreneur, if you're a category expert or something, right? That's what you have to leverage. So for us, it was an email list and it was my personal network. And you have to be just build out the strategy, your campaign. Like last year, our campaign was open for three weeks that you could invest. So I primed, you know, all the people that I knew that were on my existing list, email list, like personal list, separate from our, you know, company uh, member list. And then build out the strategy. And then three weeks, we raised half a million dollars. Of, it was over. of the 500000 you raised in 2019, how much of that did you get committed before you clicked launch on WeFunder? Um, ooh, that's a good question. I, I think it was maybe a third or maybe a little bit less than yeah. that. Maybe a quarter that was committed. There were a lot of... So you can invest before it even opens publicly and no one can see the total. And then there's people who like soft committed. So I would say if you include the soft committed, didn't actually put the money in yet, like on day one... 
that was probably a third. Yeah, this is the secret I've gotten out of all the people I've interviewed that have done crowdfunding. If you want to raise 200 grand, what you do is you say, we're raising 300 grand. You go get soft commits of 200 grand so that you hit 200 grand on day one. And so you're definitely going to hit your target. And then other people who you don't know coming into the second, the last 100 grand. And then the momentum and the press you get gets another 100 grand. And then boom, you raise net new 200 grand. You have to do C, you have to prime it though. A lot of people don't understand that. Yep. Yeah. Very interesting. And you had an audience to do that, which, which makes a ton of sense. So talk to me about team today. How many people? We have 10 full-time and two part-time distributed across five countries. How many engineers? Uh, about half the team. So half the team is, is on the marketing side, I would say, and half is on the engineering side. And uh, it's, it's a good mix, but we're, we're still growing. Churn's critical in a SaaS company. It's certainly critical in a B2C subscription company like this. What's your churn look like today, especially considering COVID? Oh, yeah. I mean, if we're, we're lucky if we're keeping at this point for yearly subscribers, like 30, 40% over a year. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not very good compared to when I speak with other um, apps. So that's something we're continuously focusing on improving. It's another reason why the yearly subscription is very valuable as compared to the monthly, just because, you know, getting someone to pay 12 times compared to once. Uh, we want them to pay, you know, multiple times on the yearly plan, obviously. And that's what we're focusing on. And what's your fully weighted CAC to get a new customer paying, you know, 30 bucks a month? Yeah, so we actually don't spend that much on paid advertising right now. That's not, that's a channel that we're looking to expand on, so that way we can throttle that. So if we have a you know if we, our yearly subscriber, for example, 180 bucks, if we can you know get the CAC under that, you know we get an immediate payback. That'd be fantastic. That's something we're looking to scale up. Um, we've seen just from initial testing a CAC around 100, 150. Um, I'd like to get that lower. I'd like to get more money behind that so we can have a better idea of what those numbers look like. But it's mostly been content marketing is where we've been focusing. Farris, on that note, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Uh, favorite business book. I like uh, Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek. <laughs> Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Oh, I, I can't give one. So any any fitness app CEO who has you know hundreds of thousands of subscribers, I try and connect with all of those guys. Number else. number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the company? I like LinkedIn. I meant to ask you this, by the way, of the million you'll do this year, do you have to give thirty percent of that to Apple? Uh, no. So some of it's web, some of it's iOS, some is Android. Not only is it not thirty percent, but if you get a subscriber more than a year, it becomes fifteen percent. Got it. How much will you pay Apple this year total, you think? Oh, I should know this a little bit better. Um, at least at least six figures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. All right, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Okay, so now I'm getting like eight hours of sleep. I was before, it's, it's all over the place. Sometimes it's like five or six. Eight is a lot for me. Normally it's less than that. Got it, fair enough. Eight, and what's your situation? Married, single kids? I'm single. No kids. Eligible. Eligible and no kids running around, right? Nope. All right, Ferris, and how old are you? I just turned 29 a few days ago. Oh, congrats. Happy late birthday. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Last question. Take us back nine years. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh, So I I gave a TEDx talk and I gave this quote by Bill Gates. I'll say it here. So he says, and this is what I wish I, I realized more at the time, that most people overestimate what they can do in one year, but they underestimate what they can do in 10 years. And it's the concept that you just got to stick with it compound the impact of whatever it is you're working on 
and you'd be surprised what you can do in 10 years. Guys, my swim pro, they're going to break or they broke a million dollars in revenue last year from 20,000 bucks a year back in 2016, launched in 2015, three co-founders, again, helping people understand how to do workouts related to anything in the water and swimming. They charge 180 bucks a year or 30 bucks a month. They have over 7,500 customers paying. Also now putting ads to their platform to folks that want to spend on ads. They've done this all raising a million bucks. Team of 10 today, five engineers, as they look to continue to scale, they're testing some paid spend. Call it $150 CAC right now to get one of those $180 per year accounts, trying to get that down so they can scale the channel. Ferris, thanks for taking us to the top. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.